Masses of clouds as big as the continent of Africa rolled past over my head. Pressing my ears tight against my head, I forced my eyes down to the porch and made myself concentrate on the wooden planks. I tried to step just where the snow had blown off and the boards showed. I pushed my feet past the knothole shaped like a wolf's head. It was smack in the middle of plank number four, counting from the cabin door. I stepped onto plank number six with the eleven nail scratches in it. Snow covered most of them. I made a new scratch on my birthday every year. I had started carving them when I turned four, and the marks from back then were shallow and wiggly. They got deeper and straighter each year. I forced my feet over my birthday lines and across plank seven and plank eight. There were only two more boards, two more boards to the edge of the porch. I can, I can. But my ears were starting in. The ache commenced, the ache that stretched from my ears to my toes. The losing mama ache. I can. My voice sounded small and raggedy and muffled. I was almost to the edge, almost to where the porch stopped and the wide world began. There was hardly any steam coming from my mouth now. I gasped air in, but I couldn't let it go. I blinked my eyes, scrunched them tight to stop their tears, but I told my legs to keep on, and they did, pushing me out to the edge, out to the edge. The sky seemed to drag on the tops of the pine trees, coming lower and lower, squeezing me and making my head spin. I lifted my right foot off the porch and hung it out in the air. I commanded my knees to bend. I ordered my right foot to reach for the ground. I couldn't see the ground for my tears, and my eardrums vibrated with the sobs I tried to hold inside. Mama! The scream blew out of my mouth like the wailing wind. As I whirled back to the cabin door, I caught sight of Daddy, headed for the shed, where he had a deer carcass frozen. He spun around when I screamed, and our eyes met. He didn't have the biggest smile on his face. He didn't look proud. He didn't look surprised or amazed. Chapter 2. The Tips of My Ears I bolted into the cabin and slammed the door behind me, slumping against it, gulping air, filled up with shame. Shame just like yesterday morning, and the morning before, and the morning before that. I bent myself double, trying to make the pain in my chest ease up. I used to go outside all the time when Mama wasn't dead. I worked outside in the garden with her, 
our pretty garden that was set off so neat and square by the silver chicken wire fence. In the spring, we'd plant nice straight rows of seed, and the breezes would run through my long hair, the bees would hum close to my ears, and it felt fine. We took long walks in the summer, too, miles from our cabin, way out under the blue sky, so high and wide. I'd lie right out in the open, on the sun-warmed bank of Willow Creek, and Mama and I would pick out pirate ships and elephants in the clouds. Why, I even went to town like it was nothing, way far down the canyon, and up and then out and across the miles and miles of flat land. And that felt fine, too. I used to get excited all over just thinking of the journey.